think. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so listen, everybody. We had a little mishap here. We jumped the gun. We didn't go live. We, 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 me and Hefe have been having a conversation like you all been here. Let's reset. Let's reset. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To, you guys are live with New York Revival. Your boy, Mr. Glass Apple, is here with El Hefe. We are here on a Tuesday night. We want to talk sports with you. We had a big day today. A very big day, um, Giants cut. Well, NFL cut day. Uh, we we had to we had to come live with you guys. You know, me and Hefe, we're 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 out here juggling. We got the, we got we got four kids between us. We're juggling our, our, everything. Everything's going. But listen, we want to come here because this is this is our our peace time. This is our time to talk sports with everybody. We come here, you know, to to just release, get all our anger out, our happiness out, whatever it is that that time of the week. Tuesday night, we are here at 8.30 with you guys, and we're, we're loving that you guys are joining us, too. Um, so, without further ado, let's get right into it. Jefe, big day today. Uh, were you around the computer the whole time? Were you, were you tuned in with all the cuts that are going on? You know, what, what are your thoughts? Give us the thoughts of the day. I feel like we're so tuned cheers, in. Cheers, by the way. Uh, cheers. I'm taking tonight off, believe it mm. or not. But okay, cheers. Right. Happens. Yeah, water's, water's good. Water, we need to hydrate. Yeah, I had Carlos over last night, and we wound up playing uh, NHL 2013 for like three hours last night. He won. Yes. He won the best of series, and he owns me in that game. So, uh, so anyway, hey, go to go, Carlos. We can't even. There's no opportunity to miss getting updated on anything that happens. I know. We're so we're so roped in that, you know, like even during a Giants game, I have eight different people texting me on every big play or their thoughts randomly throughout the game. We yeah. have all these Twitter for no Twitter notifications. I'm sure you get ESPN and NFL updates. So like you can't miss anything. We're, we're very roped in, but uh, big day, maybe what was like the most surprising move to you today? Uh, uh the surprising cut. I was, uh, you know what? Quincy Roche. Um, I Roche, whatever. Sorry. Roche, Roche. You gotta, you gotta put that little, Excellent in the end. I said um, Roche today earlier. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I said it's but you also say Thibodeau, so I can't trust you at all. You're right. It, tips, tips. <laughs> um, no, I. That, you know what? That one was surprising. Um, he he was a, a a guy that played decently for the for the uh, for the Giants last year, and I know it's a different system, and I know he didn't show enough, uh, you know, this preseason. But I kind of thought he had like um, you know, a scholarship almost because uh, of his decent play and. You know that was one of the surprising cuts, especially considering you know Ojolari, uh, he he got hurt. You know, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, has his three to four weeks. But on the flip side, I guess it kind of um, you know it, it kind of gives me a good a good feeling about them coming back early and being ready to go because I feel like they wouldn't have gotten rid of Roche. If, that was the case, you know. If there were Roche, Roche kind of felt like a steal for us from the beginning, like it no did. pun intended, because I remember him looking good in in Steelers. Uh, ah, I see what you yeah, did I there. see what I did there in Steelers camp, and then we got him basically for free. So it was like as if we drafted him. So it's just a little surprising that you keep Zimenez, who's at the end of his rookie deal. If if they were even close, you go with youth there, right? Right, don't you? right. You know, like Absolutely. if Zimenez plays well, you don't want to pay him. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, like I, very surprising move on that one. I agree. I agree. Um, what did you think about now, Davis Webb? Were you a Davis Webb truther? Did you did you like what? I mean, you can't 
not like what he did over the preseason, right? Like he lit it up. I um, think. Do you feel okay with letting him go? I I hope that he sticks around in, in a practice, um, practice squad role or whatever. But it kind of makes sense why they brought him in. A lot of people think that Tyrod Taylor worked with Dable, and he didn't. Dable got to Buffalo right after Tyrod is gone. Um, right, right. But Davis Webb is familiar with him. So they may have brought him in because they might see Davis Webb as a smart guy who understands the offense, what we want to do. He can help in the quarterback room. The plan all along may have been to carry just two quarterbacks. And Davis Webb was there to, hey, like, come teach these guys, keep right. you in the league, keep you in a helmet. And you never know what could happen. You could impress in the preseason like he did. So mm -hmm. that, that that could lead to more opportunities for him. It could lead to the Giants. If if one of our quarterbacks gets a bad injury, he becomes our backup if he's still available. So he did enough in preseason to look, you know, serviceable. Obviously, right. there's no seal. There's no ceiling there. I think the same can be said about Tyrod Taylor. There's no ceiling. Yeah, right. But they're guys that could potentially go win you a game here. I mean, we won on our best win two years ago was Colt McCoy at Seattle. Right. <laughs> true. Very true. So I mean, listen. Webb doesn't look like the same guy either. I go on, but like he doesn't look like the same guy that was originally with the Giants. He, you know, something happened up in Buffalo. Something happened. <laughs> Something's in the water up in Buffalo. Uh, you know, with those with those fucking dildos getting thrown on the field and shit like that. <laughs> they do crazy shit, and whatever it was, Webb got got that got that juice in him, and he's like he's a different guy, man. He was slinging it from different arm angles. Like I remember last when he was here the first time, like he had no touch. It was 100 miles per hour every everywhere he threw it. Same arm angle, very statue. Like he's a, he was a statue back there. Now he's moving around. He's scrambling. He's throwing from different arm angle arm angles, putting some touch on it. You know, he's he's he took a little bit of that mojo from uh, Josh Allen, brought it over here. And listen, stash him on the practice squad. I'm hoping that he makes it to the practice squad because we got two injury prone quarterbacks here. Let, let's call a spade a spade. You know, David uh, um, Daniel Jones has been injured every single season. Tyrod Taylor is notorious for being injured almost every year. And, you know, that's kind of worrisome that, you know, I know you want to give that third roster spot, that third QB spot to somebody else on the roster. It makes sense. Like, you don't want to waste on a, like for a guy that's probably an emergency quarterback that might not even see it. But, you know, you want to keep somebody around that's, that's viable, you know. <laughs> and They probably, and they probably knew – they probably knew what they had in him. And then when he went off in the preseason a little bit, they were probably like, shit, <laughs> it's going to be right, a lot right. harder to, <laughs> yeah, a lot we, harder to hang on to. Stay under that radar. Stay under that radar. Um, but now, listen. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. There, are, yeah, there are a couple of surprising moves. Roche is definitely up there. I think that upset people. Do you know I actually got in an argument today on Twitter, which I usually try not to do. I'm a sucker. Uh, Sometimes I eat the trash. But it was my CJ board post which you know, you know how i have felt about him for a long yes. time yes we don't get we don't get along he doesn't do it for me he never did not my type he's just not the guy for me just not and, your guy uh, not your type i pretty much said something like he has 17 career receptions and he is no threat in the return game so what are we doing what do you do here what do you do here it's this office office space right yeah what is like, it you say like, you do here i in one practice richie james was one of the guys back there returning kicks he flashed more in one practice than CJ right. Board has in years. Right. So just right. stop. Just let it go. He's he's and then some guy was coming back to me like, You're oh, you think you know everything about the Giants. 
little do you know he was the best special teams player we had. I'm like, on a on a horrendous roster, he was the best special teams player. Like, congratulations. Special teams weren't even that good. Who was afraid of CJ Board? The guy was acting like we had Devin Hester back there. Right, right. Like, do we remember? Can someone name off the top of their head one big play that he had no. on specials? No. No, Non-specials, no. And, he, had, he had one big catch in the first quarter right. against Atlanta, I want to say, yes. in week three, up the sideline. That was the last deep yep. shot we took on the day. Yep. That was the last good play <laughs> the first he had as a giant. Yeah, um, I'm over it, but I don't think there's any need to uh, be – I've never seen somebody – I got blocked by that guy today. So, I, Well, then I also saw somebody called you a Dallas Cowboys fan because <laughs> how much <laughs> – there's a, you, you you took on the on the hate today. You took on they the hate. were they were coming oh, after me today. I, I got know. called. Hey. I got well. I'm kind of proud of this. He called me an arrogant asshole. I was like, thank you. That's very nice. Yes. Of you to say. Yes. Right. And then Seriously. much worse and more insulting. He said he hates everything Giants. He must be a Cowboys fan. Something like that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, let's grow up here. Let's grow up, people. We ha- we can have different thoughts. You know, I'm gonna be slinging names like you're a Cowboy fan up in here. Um, listen, we have. We're going to open up the phone lines here. We want everybody to get involved because it's a big day. Everybody's got their own. It's a very special time. And someone someone brought it up on Twitter today. It's like we all have these attachments to these players that we go through these, the camp with. And either there's so much feelings behind these random borderline NFL players getting cut or staying with the team. And um, everybody plants their flag. Everybody's got their guy, you know, or, or they, they, they're either pissed that someone's cut or they're happy someone made it. Um, but it's a weird time. And it's especially for the giants because we're building this roster from scratch. There's a lot of shitty players here that we have gotten with, I uh, got gotten rid of. And I have some people um, from other podcasts. We won't really talk about complaining about Austin Allen uh, being cut, like really like throwing a ship. Out. I'm, I'm so frustrated. I can't believe this. Like really Austin Allen's a, your guy. Like that's, that's uh, where you I, draw the line. That's, that's where you want to <laughs> We love, we love, we love that we brought these coaches in, but we're not giving them a chance to build their own team without us judging them. Like, and that's just that's Twitter in a nutshell, right there. Like, you have to rush to judgment, be the first, be angry about everything. But we listen, uh, overreacting is what we do. That is that's do. in our DNA. There's no patience, there's no time. And with Twitter, you just gotta get your thoughts out while you while yes. you can get them out. Um, and Bobby but, he said it. Bobby Skinner said it best that he's like, uh, he's like, you're just never gonna be able to fight that. That's he. He's like, this yeah. is the way it is. You're gonna have to deal with it, and th- I have to live with it. I have to just stop well, fighting people, stop eating the trash, like 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 we we typically do, and get into these bickering arguments. You know. I think I just realized today, we all knew that this is the first year for this head coach and GM that it's gonna take time, but for some reason it's becoming more and more clear to me that this is a several year uh, situation. And it is not, we're going to see glimpses. The offense is going to be more fun. The defense is going to be more aggressive. So the team will be a better brand of football. It'll be more fun to watch, but it's going to take years before the talent level catches up from good drafting, good prospecting, and like getting the right people in here. Listen, I, I, sorry, I have to cut you short, but we have uh, our best caller of all time. Listen, no better, no better reason to cut me off. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one, let me say this. Let me five, say this, man. Five. I miss you guys. And I miss oh the God. audience yeah. too, man. Life is kicking me in the ass. So I just want to say I miss, I miss you, you guys. I miss doing this. I'll be back soon. I'll be back soon. I miss soon. you so damn much. I miss your mother. So damn much. 
<laughs> I, I miss you guys, scent. man. Get at you. Same, same, man. I'm sorry, man. You know, life's kicking me in the ass, man. Freaking, you know, the stuff that pays the bills is kind of killing me. But, man, what's going yeah. on? A very important day. Um, I got a question. I don't know if you guys went through this. And forgive me yeah. if you did. No, but nothing yet. All the people that were cut today, were you shocked? Were anyone like, <gasps> was there any? There was right. none, no? There was Our none. Maybe Alex enough. Bachman? Maybe Bachman? Our- Right. Our <laughs> roster is not good enough, Eli. Uh, uh, no. Their roster is not good enough to be shocked by anybody that's got cut, really. No. Um, no. We're getting upset at, like, practice squad. Like, Bachman, yeah. Bachman is very easy to root for. We we interviewed him. We love him. We love him. Yes. Great dude. But, like, I hope we laugh at this one day, how upset we are about losing practice squad players. Because exactly. This is, <laughs> this is a sad state of affairs when we're upset about a 6'8 tight end just because he's 6'8. We don't we don't know anything about else about him. But, hey, he's a tight end and he's 6'8, so let's cry about it. Come on. Well, listen, Dude, like, it's, just, I'm look- it's scary. And, uh, okay, and Speed, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're absolutely no. right. I'm looking at Twitter, and these guys are sitting there, and they're like, I just can't believe it. We lost Black Buckman. I'm like, guys, are you kidding me? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this is what we're, we're playing. We're dying on this hill that we're losing practice squad guys. Right, yes, right. he had an incredible preseason. Yes, Eli. so did Davis Webb. Well, come on. Right. We need to be more selective about the hills we're willing to die on. Bachman <laughs> is not is not that hill for me. Hey, oh. Tana, Tana, uh, 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 he says, about anybody flipping out over these cuts, y'all need to just chill, man. You need to chill Relax. Um, and, and relax. And listen, let this coaches staff that we loved do their job. Let them pick the team that they want to pick so at least they can go into the season with the guys they want. Like, why are we getting angry about what you care about over what the coaches care about that they, they know best about? Every, everyone's, everyone's like, in Shane, we trust. And then they flip out at these moves. But Tina yeah. put out, <laughs> Tina put out well, a good video today. It's like 12 minutes, so I recommend you guys check it out. But he goes through the roster and got to give Tana credit because he pretty much predicted the roster down down to the last spot. It was pretty so damn accurate. But, but it's, Listen, there I just want to know what sex guys. tape this – what sex tape does Osei Zimenez has? Osei Zimenez, what sex tape does he have? How the fuck did he make this Yo, roster? he's got all the lives. All the lives. Like, 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 like nine of them. Every single one. Please. I thought for sure. The one thing I was like, hmm. And again, I wasn't really mad at it. But I thought Roche would stay. I was like, man, Roche well, would probably get a roster spot. And Zimenez would get the yeah. hell out of here. But I don't yeah. know. I think, I think the reason why he got it over um, Roche is because at his peak, he could at least show some pass rushing ability. Whereas Roche, you know, he he's not an elite pass rusher. He's not mm-hmm. like a, so stout against the run that you need to keep him. He's a little bit of jack of all trades and a master at none. And at least, you know, O'Shane's a different kind of player. He's a, someone that could get after the, the quarterback, theoretically. Um, I, he hasn't done it yet. I don't expect him to do it. But that's, I guess, their thought process. And let's, let's say this. Wink is a master at linebackers he knows his shit when it comes to linebackers everywhere he goes linebackers turn into pro ballers and he, he puts them in the right place i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here he knows what he's looking for and you know um we'll go from there man we'll go from there but hey listen guys i agree before we get any further i want to start taking some calls e, you, can you hang or you have to leave what's your deal hey i i got another five don't worry guys don't worry i'm supposed okay. to be in bed listen, right listen, now yeah but but we're gonna on, bring in <laughs> a special special guest our first one in the in the queue here uh, R0B. What's up, baby? Let's go. R0B. Hold on, bro. Come Yo, on. My, my bad. I don't have my, I'm live streaming right now, so my, my, uh, my cam is not working, out but, 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 but I'll, but I'll, 
but I'll do it for you anyway. Finally, R0B has come back to New York Revival. Let's go. Let's go. What's going on, Zero? What are you doing? What are we, how are we feeling? What, what's, what was your thoughts on today? Because we had a long space. We talked a lot we of did. talk. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but a lot happened today. So let me hit you with something. Your number one position of need going forward because we have our 53 but we know this is going to be a fluid process here we're going to be adding what's your number one position you want i would probably say my number one position would be the the corner position is definitely where you know would be my number one position of need um there were reports that darius slayton was being one of the teams that was interested in darius slayton was um, the Baltimore Ravens. And I kind of feel mm-hmm. like if we're going to do a deal, it's going to be with Baltimore strictly because Wink has worked with all of those defensive backs. So he's very familiar with them, the starters and the backups. Um, and he, I think that they want somebody that's kind of plug and play. So either somebody like a Jimmy Smith, who's a free agent, um, or what I would probably say would be like, even today, like, um, uh, what's his guy's name? I think it's Daryl Worley, uh, who's been who's yes. been in the league for about seven years. He's six one, two hundred five. Even Marcus Peters. I mean, he's twenty nine years old. I don't think that his contract is very heavy right now. Um, yeah. Because I think he got the majority of his money from them. So you could bring him in on a one year deal, or if he's got one year left on his deal or two year, you could probably bring him in for cheap. Um, right. And then you know, at the end of the year, you decide what you want to do. If you want to stick around, rework his contract, keep him around. The guy could still play, you know, he could definitely be a number, you right. know, a number one, number two corner, you know, in, you know, in the league still, I believe. So um, that would be yeah. my position to need. I think if we're like going to get somebody a corner, I think it's going to be probably from Baltimore roots, maybe not directly from Baltimore, but a Baltimore rooted, uh, rooted player. Yes. True, true that man. So, hey, uh, you, you have any questions or you, you have any topics you want to talk about? What, what you got? What's on your mind? No, I mean, as far as when it comes to to like he, what he stated before, like you know, as far as like any type of shocks, I don't think we were really shocked. I think the only thing that kind of shocked me a little bit, obviously, was uh, like the Quincy Roche, like not bringing him back, um, and not because we didn't bring him back, but it makes me very optimistic based upon the fact that we didn't bring him back about. KT and Aziz's return time frame because I look at it as the fact is if they were not or more than likely ruling, I mean, we're very thin at the outside pass rusher position as it is. Mm -hmm. So we don't really have a lot of people that are there. So I'm actually thinking that they're going to return week one and that they're actually going to be ready to me. That makes the only logical sense unless we go out and they sign guys and they're bringing in guys that are way off the waiver wire, which wouldn't make any sense. Like, why would you bring somebody in off the waiver wire when you could have just re-signed yeah. Quincy Roche, right. who's been working with the right. system for the last four or five months, and now you're going to bring a guy in, you're going to have to teach him the, the whole stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So to me, that was a shocker from an aspect that these guys are going to gar- – I can almost guarantee that the disease and KT are going to be on the field against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. You'd like uh, to think th- so. That's my feeling on it. That's my feeling on it because they wouldn't have they wouldn't have not brought him back for any other reason. You hit the nail on the head. 
You hit the nail on the head. I, there was no doubt in my mind that they won't be ready for week one for some reason. Like, not to say that yeah. the injuries wasn't as significant, but let's be yeah. honest, it kind of it kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? So uh, I knew that we're going to be ready for week one that they was going to sit those guys, especially KT. You know what I mean? Especially that. So yeah. you hit the nail on the head, man. I think they'll be ready to go for week one and kind of contribute right then and there. I think they will manage their playing time a little bit, and you'll see Zimenez a little bit more in there. But um, I think they'll be ready to go, man. You hit the nail on the head, Rob, definitely. That, that yeah, I mean, I think they'll probably monitor them in practice and not really give them a whole lot of reps at practice to kind of not wear them out before the game. But, uh, I mean, that's just – that's to me, that's just what – because, I mean, when you look up uh, MCL sprain, it's really like three weeks. So he's he's going to miss three weeks. You know, it's right. three, two right. weeks mm-hmm. before the start mm-hmm. of the season. He missed this past week. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's already three weeks. And with disease, it was just a, a tampered hamstring from – that was kind of lingering around. It's at the end of the day, you you went through a whole practice and he was fine. Yes. Now you're doing sprints. You know, yeah. he, his body probably tightened up. He got a cramp. It was pretty bad. Pulled a muscle and it happens. I mean, you could work that out in two weeks. Mm. And keep in mind, this is, this is just yeah. the, uh, you know, initial 53-man roster. They're going to look to upgrade more spots. We obviously Very are bring in another, at least one more tight end. They're going to try and upgrade some corner positions. Could be like some ex-Baltimore guys, like you said. This is definitely not the final roster, but the fact that we may have Tibbs and Ojolari at full steam going into Nashville mm-hmm. makes a world of difference to, to try and upset them in week one. Absolutely. Hey, uh, and I said it I said it in the, in the space earlier. I was like, I think that Dable, like right now, when you really think about it, we're going into week one with a kind of like a little bit of an advantage because mm-hmm. they we, we, we don't even know what the offense is going to look like, what we're going to do, what we can speculate all we want. Oh, uh, you know, Wandell's going to be used this way. This is Saquon's going to be used this way. We, we really don't know. So, and neither do the Titans. So we, right. we legitimately have the advantage right now on offense. The, I guess you could say the element of surprise where I think normally, right. You would keep, an offensive weapon guy, if injury, whatever, as a game time decision, you would keep an offensive guy as a game time decision to kind of make it make that the team guess. But in this regard, their offensive line, Tennessee's offensive line hasn't been great. They have I think they have one great guy. Well, two. They, they have Ben Jones and, yeah. and 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 Taylor Lewan, but they've lost some pieces. We've know that Tannehill turns the football over. He is he is prone to turn the ball over. Um, so I think they're using these two outside pass rushers as, hey, I don't know if they're going to play or not. Because now how are you going to really game plan offensively? You show up and they're ready to go and they're coming you after guess, you. Maybe. That's right. the Giants' yeah. best advantage going into week one. There is no tape Absolutely. on them. They have no idea how they're going to deploy Wandale Robinson all over the field. You saw a small taste of it. And they basically, I think, were being real careful in the preseason with how they were using him. And unfortunately, he almost got run mm. over like three consecutive plays because <laughs> they're not they're not giving away any secrets. But if they can stop the run, if they can keep Derrick Henry somewhat in check, then you have a chance to win that game because the, the mm-hmm. defense is going to come after Tannehill. Right. I'm sorry, Robert Woods and, uh, you know, uh, Trey, Trey Burks, they're not scaring me yet. You know, they're not scaring me. No. So they're going to have Tannehill listen- try to beat them. They're gonna have Tanner. Our zero. Appreciate you for for coming through. We we love you. Of Hopefully course. you stick around. Um, I'm gonna get you try and get you back on later. We gotta keep cycling through calls here, but we love you, baby. Thank you for calling calling in, man. Love you guys too. And, uh, love you guys too, man. God bless you both. Oh, you guys. God bless you. All right, man.
Um, yeah, they're gonna make yeah, this so, a Tannehill game, guys. Hands down. If we stop, like to. you said, Henry, man, that's it. This is gonna be a Tannehill Listen. game, and if we put the ball in Tannehill's hands, I think we can win. I think we can win this thing. Big game for Blake Martinez, run stopper. He needs to be on oh, his yeah. game right away. And you need, first of all, you need, uh, you know, Dex eating up blockers, letting Blake get to Henry, because that's the only chance we got. We have to, yeah, everybody's got to be. It's a, it's a team yeah. game and trying to stop that big boy from running. And uh, he is a big boy. And let's hope he's a little rusty coming into uh, week one. How about that for Blake Martinez? <laughs> like, welcome back on your yeah. rehab leg. <laughs> How about Derek right Henry running at you all day, and that's your that's your first day back? Hey, hey listen, man. Oh, man, we got the whole family go. reunion here. What is this? Let's big, go. Big day, boys. Big day. Yes. Oh, let's, go. let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about the leader. Three straight preseason. He showed out. He finally fucking made the 53. He I'm did. Happy oh for you. I'm happy for you, Monty. I can't Dude, think we're of and, and not think of Monty. So I'm I'm happy for you, man. Hell Lose yeah, Army. So listen, we, real talk here, Sills. Is there any chance that he could be seeing some snaps week one? Like what? Like what? Like he's he's shown a lot. Like God, what's Galladay's leash here, guys? Like what? What is his leash on getting prime time snaps? <laughs> Like I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Can we? Can can I say? Can I say this? And then and then you know you guys can chop it up from here. But um, if we think Galladay isn't a starting wide receiver, wide receiver one in this league, we got to be crazy now, right? We got to be nuts. So we'll see, still see some time, maybe on certain packages. We'll see him per se to give yeah. Kenny Galladay a rest, mm-hmm. but. Kenny Galladay is going to be that guy. Let's not sure. sit here and, and drag this out like Kenny Galladay is like this bust guy. No, I think he'll be fine in week one. Yes, the contract yes. seems hefty or whatever the hell you, you, you can think of. But I'll tell you this, man. Kenny Galladay, is, he's no slouch, man. This is not. It's just maybe there's other issues that we haven't really, you know, peeled back the onion on just yet. But Kenny freaking Galladay is going to ball, man. Sills ain't going to see no time. Dude, let's be honest. I love, I love Eli's. Eli is leading this this KG train. I see him out there doing heavy lifting on on Twitter. He is all aboard the KG revival train. I'm all aboard, man. Plant that flag, baby. Plant that flag. It's boom or bust, right? I mean, think about it. Come on, like let's really, really put on our caps here, guys. Content creators, come on. Kenny freaking Galladay is gonna do his thing. Is gonna ball. Come on, come on, guys. Like everyone on Twitter is like so like beating this guy up, and I'm like, man, you're beating him up for the wrong reasons. He's taking. He is taking the brunt. Like Evan Engram left, and like KG just just stepped right in and took all the all the bullets. We need to have a villain. We're always gonna have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Listen, it's and, true. and as Giants fans, we do Daniel Jones one week, we do freaking yes. Kenny Galladay the next, then we do Kadarius Tony. It's like stop. All right. Like these guys are gonna go and do their thing. I hope and, and listen, KG's gonna do is gonna do well as long as it's Daniel Jones does well. Hands down. Okay. okay. And I think Kadarius right. Tony too. I think Kadarius Tony's yeah. gonna go out there and do his thing oh, too. We need him so you know, but I don't know if Sills is gonna be certain packages that you're gonna see, and I'm rooting for the guy. I want him to see I want to see him in there. But come on, come on. Come on, people. Listen, let's, let's, here's the thing. Let's calm down and, here. And Monty, maybe you could you could uh, correct me here. I don't think Sills is going to see a lot of special teams time. So no. it's like, why why are you keeping some? So I, I feel like that for that reason alone, he might see more than like a couple of snaps. You know, like they 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 have him on a team for a reason, not I just agree. emergency guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think he's gonna. I think I have a role in mind for him. I don't know how big it's gonna be. I think right. they see that connection he has with Daniel Jones that he's built up over this time that he's been reliable for them. And you know, this is a new coaching staff. They don't care about what you've done before. They care about what you're doing now for them. And I'm not silly think we're gonna come out and see Davis Sills starting week one right. or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully everyone sees hopefully, and we never see Davis Sills start as much as I love Davis Sills, but. I mean, we saw it in Buffalo. There was a lot of wide receivers there who found their own roles, even if they didn't start. They found a right. bunch of different guys who carved out different roles. Sills in college was a guy who had 15 touchdowns two years in a row. Maybe you can find a red zone role. He's, he had a lot of reliability there, it seemed, in the preseason, where just he's always finding an open zone. And it seems Daniel would know where he was, and he would know mm-hmm. where to be for him. So there's certain things there. And then to what, he, to what Eli said with, Ken, with Kenny Galladay, I mean – the way I look at it with Kenny Galladay right now is the only way we can look at it is he's on this roster this year, so we just got to hope that he's good and he can be who we wanted him to be. And this pre- in preseason only matters so much. We can't just, like, cross yes. him out yet. But at the same time, if he, we do get to the regular season he struggles, what he's getting paid or what we paid, that doesn't matter to these guys. He'll right. not see the field if he's not performing. Hopefully that's not the case for, you know, our money going to the longest. Hopefully he plays well, but but he's going to get a I shot here. I think. It's I agree, true. And I agree. Yeah, he, he's not wrong. And um, again, we hope that. I feel like maybe they're just not like showing showing what they want to do with Kenny Galladay. Hopefully that's that's the thing. Um, but listen, I I'm hoping that to God that Kenny Galladay proves us all wrong. I. But you know what? You, when you brought up that Buffalo point about them using multiple uh, Kansas like, City too. Kansas City yeah. does that too. Can yeah. he be this offense's Gabriel Davis? You know, like uh, mm-hmm. just the, 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 that specialty shot guy that's just going to just score touchdowns because everybody sleeps on him. But there's this connection there with with Daniel Jones. You know that. You know what, Monty? That's why they pay you the big bucks, baby. That's yeah. why, that's, yeah. that's why we pay Monty. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'll see those um, yeah. eventually. That's a good point because you know that we have pieces of Kansas City and Buffalo's offense, and there's not many teams where I know their fifth wide receiver. And yeah. Kansas City is one of those teams. Like they would have like, uh, was it Rob Robinson and then Pringle and then Hardman? Yes. All these guys not named Tyreek Hill and Kelsey that you somehow got to know. So yeah. like we can do that. Yeah. You can use these different guys. And none of them were putting up 600 yards, but you had a guy who was relevant every week. You know, not, nobody yes. were like I like. You're talking, you guys, big fantasy football guys. Nobody you want to have a fantasy football team. But as far as, you know, relevant for real football is they had guys who would help in different ways depending on who they were facing and, uh, you know, help the team win football games. I think that's absolutely what we say with it. Absolutely. Monty, we right, maybe, you, maybe, maybe just real quick, just maybe stupid yeah. idea. Just Eli thinking, gears attorney. Maybe hey, I'm half you. tired. Let's go. Uh-oh. Well, do you Don't think Sills could lot not to say as a tight end, but maybe like a bunch formation kind of in that slot, like a tight end? You think it, he'll be he's using got, something like size. that? Maybe he got the size, right? Yeah. Like, would I that mean, be far fetched to think of? I don't I know. Mean, the way they use uh, a lot of these tight ends nowadays, just a big slot, and if he's mm-hmm. not sitting there trying to block linebackers, I don't see why he can't fill a role like that just being a big slot receiver um you're, you're just not tricking anybody or running with sales that's the only thing he's not gonna be blocking anybody on the line you know? <laughs> <laughs> definitely not true. but i can i can see him as some some sort of package where he's kind of in that slot like if it's a tight end 
Go out and mm-hmm. catch the ball. I can see that. Hey, I don't know. I like that. I like where your head's at. Yo, Monty, we appreciate you. I hope you stick around, maybe. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to cycle through, but I love you, man. And uh, thanks for coming through, as usual, man. Peace, man. Later, Mark. Uh, Efe, how much time you got? You got a bounce or you, you got a lot, another caller in you? We got, we got I, will, I, will, I will say hi to this next caller. I don't know who oh. it is because you're, you're in you charge know, he's, tonight. He's, he's a day one. He's a day one. Let's say that. We got. Does he have a big oh, Let's go. Mayhem. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go, Sons. Am I in the right podcast? Is this is this uh, Dallas Cowboys revival? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I read that tweet. Yo, Hefe, what the hell was that about? I don't know. The crazy what the hell is that guy talking about? But he also a lot of energy It's it's Dude, cut down. People are losing their minds. But he said Dude, I don't love him, that. but he hates the Giants. <laughs> So like, what are you talking about? Yo, 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 he was like so extra pissed off yeah. at you. He was like, man, this is why I hate F.A. This is why he's a, a terrible Giants fan. And I'm like, God, really, bro? Like, you really woke uh, up to like write a paragraph and say this? What the hell's wrong with you? This like, tattoo on my blood today. Blood. It was great. It was freaking great. Nuts, bro. Hey, nuts. Sarge, so tell me, who was your, your one guy that you saw that was cut that you were kind of pissed off about? I didn't we, have because nobody's gonna get that. I didn't have off. one, but I will say this. I will say there this. you go. One guy I Good. was excited to see make the fifty-three. Mm, yes, Calitro. Ooh, I like. I wonder. I wonder if it was I him mean, over over Roche or something, just because of what he did in the preseason. Like um, it had to come down to those last few. Yeah, spots. man, Austin Calitro. Uh, he balled out and and made the fifty-three. You love to see it, man. You love to love see. Love to it. see it. And you know what? I'll, I'll throw another name out there. And he didn't play at all, which I think this bodes even uh, better for him. Rodarius Williams, uh, a, a carryover from the last regime, uh, and one of the few guys that could play tough man-to-man defense on the outside as a cornerback, they kept him around. So they see something in him that they really wanted because he, again, didn't, he, he didn't play all preseason. Um, you know, and that's a guy you want to keep your eye on because – Baron Robinson keeps his ass struggling on the, on the outside. There's not many people that can replace him, and Rodarius Williams could be it. He saw some pretty decent time last year um, before he got hurt. So, you know, keep an eye out for Rodarius. I'm happy for the man that he stuck around. That was one for me. Um, Jeff, do you have one guy that you like? I, I like that this they kept this guy. The guy. Um, or not? Mm-hmm. You, you, you just not nothing yet. Nothing yet that uh, it's on your radar. Well, yeah, like Daniel Jones, I think is a guy. I'm I'm glad that they are keeping for this yeah, year. Yes, true, true, very true, very true. Give him a shot. Look, um, we're not rolling out Davis Webb at QB one. Hey, no, a lot he... of fans wanted that apparently. <laughs> there is some, so, there is some behind it. True. My it's favorite true. thing about my favorite thing about Giants Twitter is the just the absolute overreactions to everything. Yeah. It's like, guys, what you saw in practice is one thing. Uh, they're practicing things that uh, nobody's seen yet. We're not in the meetings with the coaches or the players. Let's forget about what we've seen in preseason. This is nuts. <laughs> guys, week one, when we play Tennessee, you are going to see things that you haven't seen at all. And they're going to be like, where did that come from? What are they doing? What's going on? And Facts. everybody is just going to be like, I don't understand. Where did this come from? We never saw any of it. Of course not. This is the 21st century. 
right? It's they just, don't want so all true. of this stuff streamed all over Twitter because yes. guess what? There are every other team in the NFL has has people in their social media department who are following every other team mm-hmm. and their content creators, the beat writers, the podcasts. They're following these people. They're trying to figure out these are these guys are scouting. They could be watching. Titan scouts were all up in their our games for a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So when we touch down in Nashville week one, we're gonna show them stuff that they've never seen before, and we're gonna be the ones who are surprised. We're gonna be the ones that go like what is like pre-snap motion and all of this other stuff. We haven't seen any of that yet. It's gonna blow our minds. It's gonna blow our minds. Oh, I can't freaking wait, man. Like it's so I know that like we moved from the four games to the three games, and I love that to be honest with you, because I wouldn't want to send our, our players out there for one more week. It was just gonna be a chance of more injury. Um, and you know, we we've gle- we gotten enough from the three games, I think, to know if you guys are these guys are gonna be good contributors or not. Now, but now that this extra week in between, it's gonna feel like a month. It's gonna feel like a month till Tennessee. I'm gonna be chomping at the bit. Like you said, like we don't know what to expect. So that leads like it, it amps us up even more to just be so i'm gonna be so crazy yeah. come come the uh week one that i, I i'm just gonna explode i'm gonna explode yeah like <laughs> and we have but we have reasons to be excited this time this isn't we're not going there with the jason garrett offense no jason garrett offense you're we're right. going there yeah. with the best of the chiefs and bills and an absolutely psychotic defensive coordinator so and you're going you're going there bad, like even if we're bad this year we're going to be entertaining Right, it'll we're be not it, losing fun a, again. This is hashtag fun again. Let's go. I, just, I don't, don't want to lose, but the thing is, we're going to be competitive, and we're going to be watchable. You know, yes. we're going to have yes. highlights. That's how low it's the bar be. is, guys. <laughs> I'll be able to. Say I'll, I'll take that. I don't. I don't as long as it's entertaining, I'll, the I'll take bar it. Doesn't yes. need to be that high. We're in right, year right. one of a rebuild. <laughs> Win a couple games. Get like get a couple turnovers, score score close to thirty points or more every once in a while. Just keep us entertained because last two years have been a shit show and have been unwatchable. Like I've never turned off more Giants games in my life than over the last two years. Like literally, out of disgust, I can't watch anymore. QB sneak two times in a row. I was like done, <laughs> done, power off. I'd rather I'd rather watch a black it. freaking screen than than on that offense. I'm gonna end on this note because then I got a boogie. Yes. But this team, this team is going to throw punches this year. There is going to be no laying down. And like that's the best way I could sum it up. This team is going to take tough. shots downfield, be creative on offense, and come after yes. your ass on defense. So right. give me all that. Give me all that as a brand of Giants football. And then as they're able to upgrade the roster year over year, we're going to get back to being a regular playoff team. I believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, With uh, that, Hefe, we, I love you guys. We love you, man. Peace out. We'll hey, talk man, to you. Thanks love you, man. Eli. Miss you, bro. I miss you too, Eli. Come on, bro. Hey, Let's get back. Jeff, I'll go. I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you guys tomorrow. I'm coming for you guys. A fancy me, me and uh, Hefe have a, a fancy draft uh, tomorrow, and I'm gonna come for that. Are you, wait, are you actually over. coming over or not? I'm, I'm still working the logistics out. Okay, don't, okay. We'll don't, talk. Don't, don't be out yet. <laughs> when don't somebody says they're coming yet. for my ass, then I start to clench up a little bit. <laughs> On that, note, peace out, there, on that note, on that note, Sarge, got anything on your mind, man? Like, you want to come with any topics, or um, you, you just uh, want to hang, man? And that's cool if you want to hang. I'm good to hang, man. 
I'm good to hang. I love you, man. By the way, man, I like that flag back there, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to keep cycling through the callers. Hang with us. It's a blanket. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Sarge, I love you, man. I'm going to keep cycling through, but um, thanks for coming through. We appreciate you, as always, our day oneer. Um, and we'll, we'll try and get you back at the end of the show, my man. Peace. Uh, hey, we got another special guest here. E, uh, are you hanging? Are you, are you hanging? Or can you, can you, I think you need to hang around here. We got. You telling Dash. me to hang? I should hang. Oh, Big Dash. Dash. Let's go. Let's go. Let's on go. I, I gotta hang for Big Dash now. I can't even like freaking hang up now. This is crazy. How, how's it going, fellas? What's <laughs> going on, buddy? Dash. How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to defend the six nine tight end that you guys were talking about earlier. Let's <laughs> go. No, we not really. That, we want that perspective. Let's go. We, we not not really, out. but um, no. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not as mad at, yeah. at that than I am about Roche. Yes. You know the Roche, yes. the Roche yes. one hurt. Probably be the one. Yeah, probably yeah. be the one Roche. And um, like I said, I, I think I mean we'll see what happens. I think he gets picked up, so I, I don't think we get a chance to put him on the practice squad. But I like the way the conversation was moving. We started talking about Week One, um, yeah. in Tennessee, and um, I agree with everything Sergeant was saying. Yeah, um, yeah. we don't we don't have a clue what this offense is going to look like, and um, that's the exciting part about it. Um, I'm not a, as excited as a lot of people are about Sills because I don't think he's going to get as much play time as a lot of people think. He doesn't see the field all season long. Like, you know, I, 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 I want Kenny Galladay ball out. I want Tony yeah. to stay on the field. I want now the Kenny, to show, you know, <laughs> no, absolutely. Now the, and the Kenny Galladay thing, I know vibes, man, you, you got the, you're the conductor on the train for he Kenny is. Galladay. <laughs> Um, I will give you that. I did see the. I saw the tweet. I I saw the tweet earlier. Um, you you. know, I I hope you're right. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. I hope. I hope you're right because, man, I I have a lot of doubt in my in my heart right now. (laughs) But Kenny Galladay, man, it's not what you've been seeing. You know, from Kenny Galladay, it's a lot of doubt. But you you know what's crazy? Yeah, good. Yeah, the crazy part about it is um, we already – like the route running, that's one thing. But have you guys seen the clips of him blocking? Yeah. Did you see I the mean, clips I, that they put I, up? I, Man. I'll, say, I'll say that one play – that one play was an RPO, and all he had to do was just wall off everybody. All he had to do was so stand bad. in front of him. It looked so bad because he was he was just lollygogging around. And he's already yeah. – again, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. Cause, like, no, absolutely. He's got that's that, exactly he's what got it is. That, that thing about him that everybody's already like, you know what? He's not showing the effort, and that could just be his personality. But when you he's in the doghouse, have a, yeah. When if you had, when you have that one bad season, a bad preseason, and people are seeing you kind of lollygagging around, it's just not doing yourself any favors. And uh, you know, I don't know, man. He, yeah, he can't you know what? To get a break right now. <laughs> it it kind of started with that um the scrimmage, and um I never mm-hmm. I never gave him the blame for the, on that play because I sh- he slipped. And also, Daniel Jones was throwing it away, so um, I, it didn't start there with me. It was, it was, you know, um, it was the actual preseason games, and even though he he wasn't targeted a, a lot, the chances that he did get, you know, we saw we saw some of the effort. Yeah. Yeah. And a guy making the seventy two million million dollars, if a ball hits you in the bread basket, you you catch it, no yeah, matter what Dable basket. said the day after that. You know, he said you know the throw was low, but it, you make seventy two million dollars to catch footballs. Catch the damn football, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. These are facts. These are facts, man. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. Um. I love what you guys are doing. I know. Um. I you guys are rotating guys, and I don't want to take up too much time. It's dinner. 
here on the Listen. on the West Coast. Oh, the pizza man right. just came right. by and dropped my food <laughs> off. The kids, the kids are already going. I got three boys, so if I want to get something to eat, I got to get in there before they kill it. But um, again, I appreciate you guys for hanging out, man. Um, let me hang out with you guys. You guys, Anytime, vibes, man. man. See you when you come back, man. See you when you come back. I appreciate you. I have a good one. Later. Peace. This is is like a long, stupid vacation. Like, I took a vacation and then still had to, like, (laughs) go to work. It was terrible. So, listen, you got two weeks to get. We all got two weeks now to get our asses in gear. And because I'm not there, but we're all not there yet. You know, the the real season, the bullets start flying. On uh, September 11th, I guess it is. It's September 11th, yeah. So yeah, shout, out, shout out to the Mrs. Man. That's her birthday. So for sure, I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, you know I mean? Mrs. Looking forward Pat, to it, let's man. go. Yes, yes let's yeah. go. So I'm looking forward to hey. it, man. It's going to be great. What's the number, what, two weeks, I guess? I don't even know yeah, when. But yeah, it's it's, it's like going to get up on us quickly. And right now, again, we're not going to have a lot of content over the next – well, we will, actually, because we're going to have some new additions. And I want to get your over-under here. And hold on. We're going to bring someone in here. E, can you hang out for a little bit longer? For you, Speed, anything, man. Let's go, because we got a big guest here. A big guest. Let's let's bring him in. Mr. Oh, Tainer himself. Goodness. Let's Listen, go. Man. Let's go. Listen, man, I'll tell you this, man. It is an honor and a privilege to have the entertainer talking sports on here, man. Let me tell you. Cheers, it's an honor man. and a privilege. Cheers, my brother. Thank you for your time, man. What's I going like on? I'm underdressed. I feel like I'm underdressed for this occasion here. <laughs> You're underdressed. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, a t-shirt. You're underdressed. Um, I just got a picture. I just got a picture. <laughs> but no, man, it was a pleasure. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to meet you guys at FanFest. Uh, I love yes. the community you guys are building. Um, looking forward to having you guys on my channel as the we season goes away. And, oh, uh, man, we would love it. We would love, love it. I love what you guys are. I, right now, here's the invite. I don't know if all you guys are going to be free, but night before. Let's go. Let's I, I go. Let's do, go. Uh, I always do a hype up stream where I have a bunch of content creators on. So you, all you guys are welcome to come on for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, man, really excited uh, about the upcoming season. Really excited to talk about whatever you guys want, man, just sports in general. But yes. um, just want to come on and vibe with you guys tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, listen, we haven't talked about this one thing, E, and I want to I want to bring it up. Um, so they named the captains. There's about the whole, half the team is captains, but uh, you got a lot of guys. <laughs> this is like the longest I captain like, list ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guys that are on the list, though, and some of them were surprises. You know, a, a guy for me that I was very excited to see. Well, no, there was three guys. There, there was McKinney, Thomas, because those guys are young core guys that are already – they're voted by their teammates to be leaders of this, of this team. So you love to see that right off the bat. And then I, I always – I love Julian Love, man. I, I have this little th- this thing for Julian Love because I feel like he's that glue guy that His never will get credit. The best. His reaction. Oh, my God. The best. Yes. Absolutely yes. the best. And uh, he genuinely gets got emotional about it. And and he's just one of those guys. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's uh, I'm a suck because I I feel like I was always a glue guy in our sports teams, and I was like never get the notoriety, but you, you keep the team together and you're in the background making sure everybody's in the right place. And I feel like Love is that guy, and I, I love that he's going to get an opportunity this year to um to you know show his show his uh, talents, you know. So what, what and Tanner, what's your what's your take on the captains? Anybody you liked any more than yeah, others? Yeah, I mean, first yeah. off. I think we may rename our team to the New York captains because we have 10. <laughs> like, a lot of leaders like, on this team. Like, like when, when you have longer than captains, a CVS receipt. Doesn't that like diminish the value of the captain when 20% of the roster are captains? Uh, normally it's six or seven, but 
Um, <laughs> the offense was exactly what I expected. I thought, obviously, because yes. Barkley and Jones have been captains for, I think, two years coming into this year. Maybe Barkley for three years coming into this year. Um, and Nick Gates was the captain last year on the line, but he's hurt. So I figured they'd give it to Thomas. He's the up-and-comer on the offensive line. So I that was status quo. That's exactly what I thought. On the defense, I thought um, if you would ask me before all this who was going to be the captains, I thought they'd go with a traditional three. And I would have yeah. said Lock Williams. I would have said Blake Martinez. And I would have said Xavier McKinney. Uh, Martinez, of course, was the captain the two previous years. So the only real surprise to me, because I'm not going to consider love a surprise because they were just giving out captains like it right. was over. <laughs> the, the only you real get a captain. You can get a captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the only real surprise to me, I guess, was Dexter Lawrence. Not to say he doesn't deserve it. I, I'm, he's an up, he's young. He's an up-and-comer guy that we hope is going to be here for the next five or six years. So I'm excited about it. But I figured they'd give it to Blake, being that he's been the captain the last two years. But, right, right. Um, outside of that, yeah, I, I was happy with the selections. Absolutely. And so, okay, let's talk about this. Um, your the, 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 the one guy that they kept that, you know, you, you, want, you wanted to have on the team the whole time and you were a borderline bubble guy. Is there anybody that stuck out for you? What do you mean? Uh, uh, a guy that I'm happy they kept or a guy? I'm yes. Yes. Happy that they kept. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a couple of guys I'm like um, excited about that may have been on the bubble just just for them individually, not necessarily because I think they're going to have right. tremendous value on this year's roster. But David Sills is the first name that pops out to you. Yeah. And I heard you guys talking about it before. I don't think Sills going to have much of an impact. Sills Army, baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to have much of an impact on this team. And if we're being honest, the only real reason he made the team probably is because Colin Johnson went down with an injury. Mm, uh, yes. Colin Johnson was playing terrific. Um, and I think that would have been his spot had Same. he not gone down with the injury. But regardless, I'm happy for Sills. The guy's been competing to make this team now for three years. So yes. he was the first guy that I, re- I was really happy for um, in terms of those bubble guys. Um, mm-hmm. On Fox, too, man. Like, Undrafted yes. free agent coming from North Carolina. He had, he had nine and a half sacks, I think, his last year in college. And he was a guy I was pulling for, looked great in the second preseason game where I think he had that huge hit at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, had a sack, I think a forced fumble, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I uh, I was excited for him as well, like in terms of back end guys. Um, in terms of the fan overreaction, like calm the hell down. <laughs> we great. go through this great. every freaking year last year if you would have listened to the fans you would have thought that Corey coleman was the next jerry rice when people were flipping out <laughs> by the new york giants and now this year i got fans telling me that oh they made such a mistake cut davis webb and alex bachman davis webb was throwing balls against mcdonald's workers right and and yes. alex bachman is a fifth string slot receiver we have four other slot receivers on this roster so right Neither one of them were ever going to make the team. I get the Quincy Roche thing. I liked Quincy Roche. I was happy when we were able to pick him up last year when the Steelers caught him. But at the end of the day, tell yourself this if you're a Giant fan, is Quincy Roche really going to determine whether or not we win or lose games this year? And, I, you know, you got to trust the coaches. You got to trust the GM. And I think what they came to the conclusion is that a guy like Ziminis fits the defensive scheme more so than a guy like Quincy Roche. That's it. it. And you know what? I think looking back, right, I think you you can kind of predict you kind of predict that this was going to be the fifty three. You can kind of predict who was going to be cut. You know what I mean? So this right. is why it's not a shocker to people like us or maybe most people is that you can kind of predict these people were going to go. So I'm not shocked at all on how this played out. You know what I mean? I'm just like, man, okay, this I'm going to coach this, trust the staff and kind of go from there. I'm not shocked by these cuts at all. These were all practice squad players, B players playing against another B players. Oh, second, third stringers on another team. So, of course, it looked a little bit better, especially with a veteran like Davis Webb. He's been in the league forever. 
So he's supposed mm. to look good against second and third stringers at yeah, that point. So exactly. It's not. It's it's not a big shock. It's not the end of the world, Giants fans. Calm down. Take what, what did Aaron say? R e l a x. Relax. Relax. On that note, gentlemen, have a good night. Tanner, it's always Yo, a pleasure. E. We'll keep in touch. But uh, speed, love you, man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. It's fun talking Thanks. to you. Be good. Same, yeah, my brother. Um, th- I will say, let, let, let me, when we lose you, I, I will say that the, the two guys that kind of, and again, these are not guys that would have changed the season, but depth at the safety spot was was getting kind of thin to begin with. And then, uh, so they let go of Andrew Adams. And then Metters and uh, Thompson were two guys that were playing well uh, yeah. during the preseason. And I was kind of shocked that they just, you know, easily let them go. And it kind of made me think, hey, maybe they're, they're looking at safety here. You know, they have to be looking at safety. Yeah, I actually um, Jefferson, hopefully. Yeah, I think Jefferson definitely makes sense because his ties to Wink. But I was I I actually tweeted that when I I didn't I saw the roster a little bit later than everybody else because I think it was at right. the gym when it came out and when I got out yeah. I saw it and that was the sure first can. thing that stood out to me. I'm like three safeties like um, very you interesting. Have to think that the New York Giants are going to bring somebody in and the fact they got 12 linebackers. I don't know if they're going to yes. cut or maybe they're going to put one of those guys on like the injury list. I know like Ellerson Smith's a little bit banged up. Um, you know, uh, Shane Lemieux, they may be able to do something with that because I know he's a little bit banged up right now. So maybe none of these guys get knocked off the roster. Maybe they get put on some kind of injury list. It gives us an IR. But for sure, I mean, safety is definitely, I think they have to. You can't go into the the year with three safeties. We're going to have, we're going to have, we're going to have instances where we have three safeties out there at once. Right. Right. With with another safety. And I look at the rest of this roster, man, and, I think we need to add a tight end. Um, mm-hmm. I think we need to add at least another lineman, if not two. I think we could use a swing tackle, interior offensive lineman. Um, and I, I think those are the areas that I'm going to be looking at for the New York Giants to add some players over the next couple of days. So you're over under over the next couple of days. I'm going to set this at, at at four and a half additions. Okay. Over under, what 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 do you think? Can they fit five? Because they, they need five guys. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. They probably need five guys. But salary cap is is what it is. So you can only do so much. Five guys, four guys, three guys. What what are you thinking here? And Sinner said cornerback is two, of course. That's that's an, that's mm-hmm. another you need as well. Um yes. well Julian Love is a chess piece though, right? Yeah, Julian Love could, could move to corner or safety, depending on what you get. So yeah. Um that is a tough number because that's right around where it happens. I know <laughs> four or five moves. Um mm-hmm. I'll go over. I'll go five. I, 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 okay. I, but I could definitely see four. I think it's right there. Right. I think that's the perfect spread. Four or five. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think those are the areas they'll add the pieces: corner, safety, uh, interior line, swing tackle. That's what you're looking at. So, um, absolutely. But I'll go with four instead of five. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen. Enough about Giants talk here. <laughs> Let's talk about something else uh, uh, that are both are both of our minds here. Yeah. And the rest of the baseball fans out there. New York baseball, it's we're, we're coasting along here. We're getting towards September. Yeah. It's getting towards the, the end of the season. The Mets have gone through a brutal part of their schedule in August. They look like they're 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 a little bit gassed, but now comes the litmus test. The Dodgers come to town, the best team in the league, arguably, if not at, at very least that now. What are your thoughts on the Mets here? Is this this offensive slump? Is it a mirage? Are they st- are they just drained right now? What are your thoughts going into uh, to September and how this team's wrapping up the season, man? 
Yeah, um, we'll see how they do tonight. I know they're tied three three right now, but the Dodgers. I know it's tight. It's tight. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I think I think there's some blemishes to this team for sure. Um, it's not a perfect team, but it's rare you find many perfect teams uh, throughout Major League no. Baseball. We definitely struggle against left-handed pitching, um, but with our schedule after the Dodger series, of course, yes. we should. Clean it's up. juicy. Real juicy. I mean, yes. I, I, what do we got? I think we got 33 games left going into this series. So out of those last 30 games, 24 against like five of the bottom seven or eight teams in all of baseball. It's time to eat. It's time, it's time to, to eat. eat. <laughs> and, uh, and I think they will, but you still worry about the Braves because it just seems like whoever the Braves play, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> and it, and it just feels like at the end of the year, that Braves series is going to uh, determine who's going to win this division. 100%. That's what it feels 100%. like. It's now 4-3, by the way, a little update for everybody. Dodgers scored. Um, listen, I think – and I, I don't want to get on Eppler because I think he's done a lot of great. But the, not getting that other pen arm is going to be costly. And I just hope – the only hope at this point is that McGill comes back yeah. and Drew Smith comes back and they could just be the arms, the filler arm. And Peterson, yes. Peterson warns me because I feel like he's not going to be a true pen guy. I feel like – Takes a little bit of time to warm up, um, but Jolie Rodriguez can't be your your go to in a big matchup against like a Freddie Freeman when you need to, you know. It, and it sucks. And again, Jolie Rodriguez lets up the run just now. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's going to hurt if that's what is is the difference between the Mets going long, really long into the postseason or not. The, this damn bullpen, I feel like always it was the most obvious blemish. Just so it was right there. It was like right it, there. It need we all knew it as fans. It was like I liked what they did outside of that. Like they, you know, yeah. they got the nice platoon at the DH. Nate yep. was a nice little pickup in terms of depth in the outfield and a lefty bat. Um, I like that, but the <sighs> most obvious need was a left-handed reliever. Um yep. And if not a left-handed reliever, you needed to get like a much better reliever. Really good. Yeah. Can't Gibbons. be Gibbons. Can't be Gibbons. Yeah. This is the only so, guy. But. I think that's the biggest key to the postseason, though, is exactly what you just said is these starters transitioning into the bullpen. Because outside yeah. of Adovino and Diaz, I don't trust anybody. So it's we got a Jolie hater over here. Maybe Lugo, but yeah. Yeah. So I know. Me, Lugo's looking a little better. Let's yeah. He is, he is. But he's, he he's hot and cold. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna come down to McGill. Like McGill's gonna be so. I, I don't know how how long you've been watching the Mets. Uh, it's it's been since uh, 95, 96. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to two thousand. Glendon Rush was a very um, uh, a, a, a very underrated. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to come up with here? Um, I don't. I don't. Whatever it was, he had a big. He wasn't impact. a big name. Yes, he, he a wasn't a big name, but he made a big impact in yes. those playoffs because they used 100%. him at the bullpen. And he pitched great in those yes. playoffs. We need that from one of the Someone's got to step up. Somebody's yeah, got to step up. We need McGill to do what Rush did in 2000. Like, that, that's going to help fill the void. But obviously, you're going to extend Diaz if need be in the playoffs. So, yes. we'll see. I, I love the starting pitching. I mean, yeah, Erzer, Bassett. I mean, come on. You got to hope they go six plus almost at every big game. Like, they got to go six plus, seven in a, in a perfect world, seven. But listen, the Mets are going to coast in the playoffs. I'm not worried about that yet, wild card or not. Um, I, I just – the offense now, like do we worry about the offense? If Alonzo and, and Lindor aren't hitting, it's really – it gets sketchy there. It gets Kana's sketchy. Kana's been doing really good. <laughs> yes, you're right. Kana's been 
he's been a, a, a surprise. I, I thought he was a good just death player, but he's been way more than that. He's carried this offense. He's been our <laughs> big clutchest hitter the last month and a half. Yes. Yes. Um, I still think we have a good lineup. I'm not saying it's great, but I, I, think, job, right? I, I think they'll heat up against like th- this soft part of their schedule and hopefully build some confidence going into the yes. playoffs. Um, but I obviously worry. I mean, we haven't hit left-handed pitching all year, so mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. see. But I do like the lineup. I, I think Marte's a good hitter. I think McNeil's a good hitter. And I think we have the type of lineup that should um, play well in postseason baseball. Yes. Because guys like Nimmo, guys like Kana, guys who see a lot of pitches, that usually translates well in postseason baseball. It was like, you know what, and I, I compared it to the the the, the pesky-ass freaking Royals that just would not strike out, and they always made contact. They, yeah. And this this Mets team, they do all the right things fundamentally. They play good defense, and they put the ball in play. That alone, should keep it with, with, with their elite starting pitching, should keep them in most, if not all, games. Because even when the Mets lose, they're not getting smoked. It's it's typically a tight game, and they just can't get a run in. They, you know, it, it, Some bullshit happens. Um, but, listen, we're, we're both going to feel good about it. I hope we, we, me and you get out to uh, City Field at some Definitely, point. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yes, at some um, point soon. Let me know, man. Weeks. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely make a trip out there. But the uh, I've been to, I've been to about five games this year. But um, I, I and I want to go to some playoff games for sure. Oh, that's it. Uh, standing room. Give me standing room only. I don't even I care. Did, I, asked I did. Uh, I that's went the to best the, thing to do. Yeah, I went to the 2015 uh, NLCS game one against the Cubs, and I, standing room only. I paid like a hundred bucks. Beautiful. Yeah, because I don't want to be in the seat the whole time anyway. The I'm day, too jacked up. Were you there? Were you there for the playoffs at fifteen? I was at the so I was at the Cubs game where they destroyed. I forget what game it was. They destroyed them. It was like ten to two. Cespedes hit a home run, okay. and it was, the route was on. I forget what game it was exactly, but at I, least I, the game was I was at, and I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna assume it was the same for you. Yes, every seat was standing room only. <laughs> there was no sitting the entire game, no matter where you were sitting. So. My advice for somebody that may not want to go out there and spend six hundred dollars to go to a playoff baseball game, get standing room only, get there Best. early, and and make sure you get a good good vantage point. But yeah, box some people out on the bridge or whatever you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and have yourself a time. Uh, but listen, Tana, I appreciate you coming through. Appreciate you talking some some sports with us. Listen, we're gonna do this again. Um, either your podcast, our podcast. We got we got fall baseball coming up. I, we got Yankees, Mets. We got we got Giants football starting up. It's a great time of the year. Um, and you know, for us guys that are multi sports watchers, hey. Oh, speaking of which, one last thing for the for the Knicks fans out there, give us your thoughts on the RJ Barrett signing and possibly losing out on Donovan Mitchell. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> I, the initial words that came out last night and it got old Knicks fans nervous and upset was that this now like basically makes it so we're not going to be able to trade for Donovan Mitchell. And then people retracted mm-hmm. on that today. I love it. Regardless of whether we get Donovan Mitchell or not, um, I am so happy that the New York Knicks did not fold to the pressure. that they Because we all know Danny Ainge's reputation is he wants to, if he could, if fair value is three first round picks, he wants mm-hmm. nine. Like yeah. he's a guy that, he's, that's he's a little like, douche. He ripped you off, and, and and the Knicks didn't fold. And right now, the Knicks have all the leverage in this situation because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. nobody that could come close to what the Knicks can offer uh, with all Great. the first-round picks and young players that the New York Knicks have to offer. So I love that they stood strong, and I love that they signed R.J. Barrett. And the, and the deal's a really good deal. It's four years, 
It's a hundred million. It was reported. It's very economical. Smart move. Smart move. He's getting basically what Fournier got paid, and he's twenty-two years old. He's an ascending player. It could be up to one twenty, but that's if he hits his incentives. And if he does, you're happy to pay it because that means he has to make an all-star team. That means he needs to make an all-NBA team. So. I love the deal for R.J. Barrett. You get a young player. It's the first time the Knicks extended a first-round draft pick since 1999. <laughs> Dude, wild. And, and, and the fact that some people even had an issue with it. Finally, you've got a young ascending player that you can lock up and just be a have a core player for the first time, like you said, in two decades. Two yeah. decades. Yeah, well, and I love wild. Barrett, man. I know uh, right. Knicks fans seem to be hot and cold on him. I love Barrett. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. But I think he well, can be yeah. a full star. I think there. he's a very good player. And the other thing that I love about Barrett, his personality, his vibe. Yes. It feels Eli to me in the sense that, like, mm, nothing, I like I, that. It doesn't feel like anything bothers this guy. And I feel like he has the mental makeup for New York. Um, and he's an easy 100%. guy to work with. You know? He's no, he's no Julius Randle. Uh, let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, listen. Uh, as a Net fan, I'm happy for Knicks fans that they finally got they 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 got seem to seem to have guys that know the direction they want to go. And now Rose uh, Leon Rose is that the GM name? Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they they're holding they're holding uh, their feet to the fire, uh, Angel's feet to the fire here, and they're making him make a move for something lesser than what he wanted. And I like that about it. force their hand. Don't be the guy that that overspends. If Donovan Mitchell comes, great. If not, you keep building through the draft. You keep building the right way. Um, you know, I like the Brunson signing. I like I like what they did with with uh, Barrett. So they're headed in the right direction. And finally, it seems to be a direction that that, that might you know turn some wins down the road. Hopefully, as a as a yeah, bas- I, New York basketball I, fan, I really like the Brunson signing too. Um, if it results in more moves, I think it's the type of move that right. and I think it will. Yeah. I think in the end we're going to get Mitchell, but. Um, it's the type of move that if you make that move, you're accelerating the process. And if and if you do that, we all know the Knicks need a lot more pieces in order to compete right. for the championship. So right. I like Brunson. We needed a point guard, and you think about how he's going to improve all the other players players around him. That's not that Brunson's yeah. Jason Kidd, but he's. I mean, our point guard last year was Alec Burks. It's a facilitator that they haven't had for years. They have yeah. not had a good guard in forever. So, yeah, I so agree. you think about guys like Obi Toppin. You think about guys like Mitch Robinson. It's going to be a lot they easier for guys like that on the lob plays, R.J. Barrett on the perimeter. Yes. It's go- it should improve everybody, including Julius Randle, who makes a lot of stupid decisions when he's kind of like the, the facilitator. He's not going to yeah, yeah, no. get the ball out of his hands. Get, get the, the ball, ball out of his hands. hands. <laughs> Let him play off the ball more. Um, so I like the runs of signing. I just think we need to make a few more moves. Uh, to make this a true title contender. If we get Mitchell, great. I right. still think we need to make another move in addition to that. Not this mm-hmm. year, but over the next two or three years. But you look at this roster, Mitchell, young. Uh, Barrett, young. Brunson, young. So you have a young core. It's not like when we traded for Carmelo, when you yeah. had Lawrence Fortemeyer, who had 90-year-old knees. Uh, you know, Tyson Chandler, Chauncey. <laughs> yeah. it's it was, a different, that was pieced together field. the wrong way, I feel like. Yeah. No, agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, the the the... the way they're heading all these guys are going to be still in their prime or just entering it if they can get a mitchell you know and he's that star that star quality that they need um to take the heat off of barrett and allow barrett to do his thing under the radar now i i feel like that that that's what they they have the facilitator guard they got a big man mitchell robinson hopefully he can stay healthy for one for one season you know they need him to stay healthy 
Um, you know, but they 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 need another big man, in my opinion. Um, that that could like a like a forward that could I stretch agree. the floor. They need, they, need a, no. they need a they need a better version of Inez Cantor. Yes, yes. they need they 100%. need like a they need it. Yeah, because I like Mitch. Mitch is, Mitch is a rim protector, but he's not. Good point. He's not a yes. big body. They need they need a big body. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but listen. Tana again. That, that's that's us talking basketball. That's us talking sports for everybody. I want I try to do a little thing for everybody. Me and me and Tana here could could chop it up all night long. We don't want to bore you guys, but listen, Tana, appreciate you for coming on. You're the best man. Um, hopefully we meet up somewhere, be a Giants game, Mets game, or, or on one of the pods. We'll figure hey, it out. Man, I saw you guys hanging out at bars. Set it up, man. You tell me a Mets game. You guys want to be at? I'm Let's there, man. Just let me know. <laughs> all right, my man. Be good. Be good, appreciate everybody. You. Have a good night. Later. All right, listen, I'm going to bring all you guys in here. I appreciate you all. You guys are the best. We can't do it without you guys, as always. Let's all drink up if you have it. Sills Army, shout out Monty, baby. He's leading the charge. R0, hope you're out there. If not, <coughs> you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you, you, you leave me dry. Leave me hanging dry, bro. Hey, listen, Sarge, appreciate you, buddy. Um, And the whole chat, we love you guys. We love the shit out of you guys. And... We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Hopefully, I mean, listen, we're gonna have a new team next Tuesday. There's gonna be some additions coming in, and I, I, like I said, I we set that over under at four and a half. It's gonna be right around there. Four new key pieces to this team that again handpicked by Shane and and Dable and Kafka and Wink. Unlike the the the, the guys that they've inherited, that they, they can't get rid of. These are their their selections. Now let's see what Shane can do here. I'm excited. Um, and again, they thank all you guys for coming on and uh, sharing your thoughts with me, man. Appreciate y'all. Later, guys. Good night, guys. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.